What makes a law firm? It's about passion, knowledge, understanding, and service. That's what defines Fluxman's. In this podcast series, we take you behind the desks of some of South Africa's smartest legal minds. Trevor Simon is one of the attorneys here at Fluxman's. He was admitted all the way back in 1994 when South Africa was uh, nascent as a, as a democracy. He joined Fluxman's, though, as a director just recently in 2014 and as a director in the litigation department at Fluxman's Litigation. That's where all the big dogs are. Nice to be here, Gareth, and uh, <laughs> very nice to chat to you. Thank you very much, Trevor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Um, so... Commercial litigation and property litigation, these are not places, as I mentioned earlier, for the weak-willed and the indecisive. These are tough areas of the law, and practicing them, you need to have a constitution of steel. That's correct. Um, You know, um, at the end of the day, Gareth, uh, litigation um, is a a wide umbrella, and it can encompass... A whole range of matters which are litigious, uh, which ultimately end up before the courts, and they can have several angles and bends to them. And consequences. Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, The uh, area of law where I have had my most exposure to is in the area of commercial and property. Um, They don't necessarily overlap. Uh, commercial litigation can be any commercial dispute uh, between individuals, between an individual. We have a contract. I don't honor my side of the contract or you claim I'm not doing what I said I would. That's absolutely right. That's uh, where we come to Trevor. Quite right. Uh, alternatively, between companies. Sure. Um, or sometimes between individuals and companies. Um, so uh, that is... Uh, uh, under the, the the broad rubric of of commercial uh, litigation, property litigation is more specialised kind of litigation where you're dealing with uh, competing uh, rights in uh, with regard to land and properties. It could be a dispute between neighbours. Mm-hmm. Um, Those can get uh, very hairy. That's absolutely right, mm. uh, and particularly in the sectional title uh, sphere where you've got. People living within sectional title communities, uh, living very much on top of each other, they are bound by uh, certain rules by virtue of their membership uh, of the sectional title scheme, and uh, uh, no matter how well-intentioned the sectional title uh, legislation can be, uh, one thing I've discovered uh, through my practice in that particular area of law is that one uh, cannot legislate uh, against bad behavior. And um, at the end of the day, uh, one is really very much dependent on the goodwill of, of neighbors uh, in situations do like you, that. Do you subscribe to the philosophy that good fences do make good neighbors? And in this case, good laws do make good neighbors? Yes, that, 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 that is quite so, yes. Yeah, I don't even want to imagine the kinds of things that you've heard and seen in terms of neighbors fighting with each other. Yes, that's that, that. That's quite so. You know, gets ugly. It does. It does. Um, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, people take their proprietary rights very, very seriously. Sure. And if someone takes the line that their proprietary rights are being infringed in any respect, uh, 
they become naturally defensive, and sure. that is when uh, we come into the picture. And obviously, by the time they brought you in, things have escalated to a fairly high level in any case. That's quite so. Uh, you know, at uh, one tries in the first instance, one, once one has established the uh, the rights and remedies that, that that the client has, one tries to, in the first instance, uh, bring a re- about a resolution of the dispute between uh, the client and uh, his or her neighbour, uh, and only if uh, the matter can't be resolved, well, then that clearly needs to be escalated uh, into the uh, into the, the, the litigious arena. Did you always want to be a lawyer? Well, I come very much from a, a family of lawyers. Um, uh, my, my late father was, uh, was an attorney. Um, my brother uh, is an attorney. In fact, uh, I come from Cape Town, and I practiced law oh. in Cape Town for 13 years. Uh, and um, there was a stage when I was practicing in partnership both with my brother and my father. Wow. Um, and uh, on top of that... Defences uh, make good neighbours there. Because <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of blurring of lines when you work it, with family. It sometimes uh, could be blurred, but uh, fortunately <laughs> I, 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 I enjoy a, a very, very close relationship with my, with my family. Uh, good. And um, yes, so, uh, and on top of that, uh, you know, um, I've got a daughter who is uh, in her final year, uh, LLB at UCT. So wow. she might be coming into the profession at some point in time and I've also got a niece uh, who's a qualified attorney who who, who practiced uh, law in a in a quite a established uh, uh, corporate firm in Cape Town has left the practice of law and now is a legal advisor for one of the the big retailers. definitely in the genes uh, I, I would say so. I would yeah. say so. Certainly, uh, growing up uh, around the dinner table, um, you know, discussions on legal issues were, were were pretty common. Is it hard to separate work from family when there are so many family members who are involved in law, and and does it irritate the ones in the family who are not? Um, the the rule that I do adhere to is uh, not to give legal advice uh, to, to, to family members because uh, that tends to be a, uh, a very slippery uh, slope. Um, uh, and I actually extend that rule, quite frankly, to dealing with close friends, uh, you know, uh, uh, particularly in the area of litigation, which can bring about you know, uh, an emotional uh, reaction from, from the client for a whole host of reasons, you know, I've always tended to steer towards the, the principle that friendship and, uh, and uh, legal advice uh, should, should, should be kept. Separate. Oil and water. That's absolutely yeah. right, yes. So what do you do to relax? Well, I uh, do a fair amount of, of reading of... Um, of uh, biographies and autobiographies. I have a particular interest in the American uh, political system. I've ah. studied uh, American uh, presidential uh, politics uh, for, for some years now, and um, uh, it's something that, that, that does uh, captivate uh, my interest. I'm going to avoid the obvious question about what you think of Donald Trump and go straight to whether you would 
vote Republican or Democrat if you were an American? Well, it's, 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 I've often been asked that question. And, uh, you know, in America, it's clear to me that, that, that the lines have been blurred. Yeah. Um, you know, one might be fiscally, uh, conservative. conservative, which means that one would take one that into the Republican uh, the camp, but uh, you know I have you know fairly uh, liberal social uh, views, and that would then take me obviously into the to the Democratic uh, camp. At the end of the day, particularly in presidential politics, uh, one really looks at the the candidate there who's standing. And, and it's I, slim pickings. Absolutely right. In fact, one could argue that the reason why Donald Trump came into power was that he was up against probably the most unpopular and divisive uh, personality in American politics. Crooked uh, Hillary. Well, yeah. You said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> it is fascinating, though. And it's also nice to look at American politics because while it affects us tangentially, it's not immediately as you know, massively important and, and, and full of consequence for us as our local politics are. So you can almost watch it at a distance like a soap opera. Yes, that is so. But on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, America being, you know, the world's greatest superpower, mm. um, what happens in that country really does have international consequences, um, uh, economically, some, sure. sometimes militarily. Absolutely. They sneeze, we all get a cold. That's, that's absolutely right. And uh, so that's why one of the reasons why I keep a very, very close eye on, on, on what's happening. There. So which presidents did you like, Trevor? Well, you know, uh, the, the presidents, uh, they've come in different shapes and, and personalities. And one of the presidents that has intrigued me certainly over the last 50 years, was Lyndon Johnson. Okay. Now, he was a gentleman who, as you know, was an accidental uh, president. He, he came into... After Kennedy um, was assassinated. That's right. He came into to, to, to office by default. Mm -hmm. And uh, people were very skeptical of him uh, because uh, Kennedy was an extremely popular president. Uh, when Johnson came in, he confounded everybody, uh, mm -hmm. his critics, um, he came from the South. He was a Texan. And the first thing that he tried to do was he tried to uh, implement uh, Kennedy's uh, civil rights legislation that he had conceived of when he was uh, in office. And through very, very careful um, manipulation of the, of, of the, of the, uh, the American political system, he was able, against great opposition from within his own party, namely the, the Dixiecrats. They That's were the, right. They, they were the conservative uh, Democrats from the South who were opposed to civil rights legislation. They, they were also the guys who fought for slavery. That's absolutely right. About 50 years before. Yeah. That, that, that's quite so. And uh, he was able to, through very careful manipulation of personalities and of uh, arcane uh, rules, was able to, to ram home uh, the, uh, that legislation, not just the civil rights legislation, voting rights, and other legislation, uh, what people refer to as the, the Great Society legislation, mm. Medicaid, me, Medicare, and he became a very, very uh, effective uh, a president from a legislative point of view. His big downfall, of course, was allowing the, uh, the war in Vietnam to escalate. 
and unfortunately, he got tarnished with that. Hey, hey, uh, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? That's right? absolutely right. So you're quite a sophisticate because you go to Cinema Nouveau. I've never met anyone who goes to Cinema Nouveau. <laughs> this is a first for me. Um, yes. What kinds of things do you watch there? Well, uh, along the lines of what we've just been discussing uh, this past uh, weekend, I uh, managed to uh, see the movie Vice, which, ah, of course, is the… It's a, uh, the it's bi- a hit piece on Dick Cheney, right? That's absolutely right. Uh, it was a, a sort of biographical account of his, uh, of his life uh, you know, uh, from his early years uh, growing up in Wyoming and uh, how he was able to pull his life together through the help, uh, the assistance of his wife who kept him on the straight and narrow and through very, very uh, careful uh, and strategic uh, moves was able to uh, take himself to the very, very highest level of executive uh, government. So... So anything of a biographical um, uh, nature, um, uh, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy to go and, go and watch that movie. And I've heard you also love sport. Yes, well, uh, I wouldn't uh, classify myself as a sportsman, but certainly I'm a keen spectator, particularly our, our national teams. Uh, cricket uh, and rugby and uh, so are you still I mean let's imagine this is being recorded in 2016 you've probably been more enthusiastic than you are now well (laughs) I part of being a uh, a uh, shall we say a loyal sportsman is that one must uh, must one must uh, keep to keep to supporting them through the bad times as well as the good times a better man than me (laughs) I think I've fallen off that wagon I'm afraid um, you mentioned your family are all yes. in well, so, so many members of your family are all in law. Do you think that you have an eye for picking a good candidate attorney? I mean, when they when they bring in the new crop every year, do you easily spot the ones who you think are likely to hang in there and, and make good lawyers, or is it difficult for you to spot them? You, well, first of all, the selection of candidate attorneys within Fluxman's does not fall within my my purview. But you uh, see them around. One does see them around. And I must tell you that, you know, my view is that people uh, can grow into roles. Mm. And if someone doesn't, might not necessarily um, provide, uh, you know, great inspiration when one meets them, particularly at that early stage in their careers, one can, one can I find, uh, through through the experience of witnessing other uh, candidate attorneys come up through the ranks over the years, um, see them grow into roles, uh, mature. So um, one doesn't really. I think at the end of the day, one uh, when one selects a candidate attorney, one would look to the character of of of, of, of the candidate rather than the than the academic. Um, the academic uh, results of that particular candidate. One really looks at the character to mm-hmm. see, you know, can they grow into the role? And Fluxman's as a as a place to work. You you've been here since 2014. Is it somewhere that you already feel at home? Yes. Is, it, is is there anything about the place that you think is very special? Yes, I, I can answer you know, quite uh, unequivocally that uh, it's a it's it's a very special uh, environment. Um, uh, there's a, a great culture uh, within this firm. Uh, there are some exceptionally 
uh, gifted and smart attorneys uh, within this practice. There's an open-door policy. In fact, I can tell you, amongst all the professionals, uh, there's not one professional who I would feel reluctant to go into their office to, to ask, a, ask a question. Uh, there's very much a, uh, an open-door policy uh, across the board. That's spectacular. I don't think that happens very easily in, in big firms. Yeah, no, this, this, this is a special environment, and I think it's, uh, it's been carefully cultured and constructed over the years uh, to, to, to maintain that, uh, that culture. I'm, I'm curious to see whether your desk is messy or tidy, because we've had an entire spectrum of people here, from the very, very tidy, the, the almost... Yes. It almost looks a bit creepy, it's so clean and tidy, to the people who just have files spread so far and wide that you can hardly see them. Yes, well, I suppose it all depends on what day you, you catch me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Trevor. Pleasure to spend some time with you. Trevor Simon. You've been listening to Fluxman's Attorneys for the Love of Law. For more information, go to fluxmans.com.